Alrighty, hello everyone and welcome back to the Reformed Dissenters, the show where Reformed Christians dissent against popular ideas of culture by asserting a biblical worldview. I'm Bruce Johnson, joined of course by my brother Jacob Johnson. Hello everybody. And today is discussion topic Friday. That was a long pause there. <laughs> um, today, um, there must be a pretty big delay. So if you're hearing the big delay today, that's don't... Don't panic. We are aware. Um, so today is Discussion Topic Friday. We've got a lot to talk about. One of the things um, Jacob actually kind of came up with this uh, discussion topic, which was very cool. And he's done oh, no. that last two weeks. So I'm being thanks, credited. Jake. I appreciate it. Yes, you're being credited, of course. <laughs> I always credit you when you come up with great ideas. Um, so oh, we're calling today's... it great. Okay. Oh, it's, okay. It's grand. It's grand. So, um, the title of this episode, which hopefully you've already read if you're listening or watching this episode, the title is Celebrate Life Month, Pull Our Society Back from the Brink. So the pagans have their pagan holiday. They call it Pride. Um, we uh, don't accept that because it's evil. And um, we celebrate Life Month because a year ago, this uh, was it the 6th? No, 24th. What was the day? Wow, this was a year ago, so it's okay for me not to know oh, the exact oh, day. Oh, because... Wade. Yeah. What was the day? Do you remember? Um, what it's on is your that? t-shirt. I literally have a shirt. I know. I... One second. <laughs> He's going to grab the t-shirt. There we go. But a, a year ago. Six, it's 6 Great. I knew it was the 24th. I thought it was the 24th. Anywho, almost a year ago. It's Today's the, the um, 14th. But almost a year ago, a uh, the the worst judicial decision made in the history of this country uh, was overturned, which is miraculous, and we should thank God for that. So we do we celebrate an entire month called Life Month, which is the month of June, celebrating the overturning of legal murder oh, of yeah. sixty-five million ba- million babies. What'd you say? Yeah, no, no, that's interesting that that's what we're calling that now. I did not I did not make that correlation before. I just thought um for some arbitrary reason we were deciding June was that month. But now I understand why we're calling it <laughs> no. that. Um so yeah. God if, God if gave there us are people out there that are like Jacob you idiot or you know, I'm sorry, <laughs> I just made that that connection. <laughs> <laughs> nope. God gave us something to celebrate and uh we are celebrating it in the month that he gave it to us. So, uh, anywho, so that's going to be the loose correlation to what we are discussing today. Um, what we're actually going to be doing Mm. is, um, partially reacting to the, the pagans evil holidays that they are celebrating this month, but then reasserting a biblical worldview. Cause that's what we do. You know, we at the reformed dissenters are the show Mm. that takes what they're doing and reasserts a biblical world view. And actually, what we'd prefer to do is to assert a biblical worldview before having to react to them, because that's how we're going to win, because that's what they did to get where they're at right now. And that's what the Bible tells us to do. So before we get into this massive discussion, we have so much to talk about today. We have to do what we always do, which is talk about our verse of the week. And our verse this week whole week has been 1st Timothy chapter 6 verses 11 and 12. This passage reads, but as for you, O man of God, flee these things, pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, steadfastness, gentleness, fight the good fight of the faith, 
take hold of the eternal life to which you were called and about which you've made the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. And again, that's 1 Timothy 6, verses 11 and 12. So this passage is an interesting one, and we've been discussing it all week. So if you missed our Monday and Wednesday episodes, go back and check those out for a much more in-depth uh, discussion around those uh, this passage. But one thing that I wanted to highlight on here is we see this, this list of things we're supposed to pursue. We have righteousness, godliness, faith, love, steadfastness, and the last one says gentleness. Now, here's what's interesting about that last one. It's not what you think. Do you want to know why I say it's not what you think it is? Because when we think gentleness, what do we think today? We think, unfortunately, what Kindness, many of our modern uh, being gentle, are. being um, <laughs> literally described gentleness with gentle. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but um, <laughs> but um, being soft with things, not being harsh or aggressive with something, being gentle, not not pushing it or you know whatever. Yeah, but go ahead. Yeah, we, we think just... what like a lot of our modern pastors do, which is they're just they're soft hearted. Mm -hmm. They're just they're just kind. They're not pushy. They're not in your face. They'll just kind of just sit there and just listen, just talk, and basically be effeminate. That's what we've now defined gentleness as. Mm -hmm. Gentleness is a great womanly quality in that way of putting it. I think even in that definition, it's not a great womanly quality because the Proverbs 31 woman doesn't, isn't described that way either. So let's say for neither gender, is that the way you should be? <laughs> now, there is a time mm. to be empathetic, to care about the people around you, to not be in their face, to not be proud, not be haughty, not be boastful, those things. So we're not going for that. But here's why I say gentleness is not what we think of it today. Because the very next sentence says fight. The very next sentence says fight the good fight of the faith. Now, in our previous definition, our modern definition of gentleness, fight and gentle are not exactly synonymous. And yet they mm -hmm. are supposed to be. Yet, we're told in this passage that they must be synonymous, that those who are righteous, those who are godly, those who have faith, those who love, those who have steadfastness, and those who have gentleness should be fighters. So, this is the quandary we're left with. This is the, the, the balancing act, if you will. We should be gentle, and yet we are warriors. We should be gentle, and yet we're called to battle in in ridiculous ways every day to battle the evil in this culture here's the thing the easiest thing to do would be to fight it physically would be to take up arms and rah 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 and go in but that's not at all what we're called to do that will lead to bloodshed that will lead to much worse things there are times when it's necessary the founding of america is a great example but if it is at all possible to avoid that as we're told, if at all possible, live peaceably with all men. And we're also told that our weapons of warfare are not of this world, but they have mm. divine power to destroy strongholds. We're all familiar with that phrasing. So we fight with gentleness, steadfastness, love, faith, godliness, righteousness, and yet we stand firm and we fight. So we need to remember that. Especially today, as we discuss celebrating life month, pulling our society back from the brink 
through celebrating the wonderful miracle that God has given to us in the overturning of the worst judicial decision ever made, Roe v. Wade, and giving us the family unit. And that's what I think we should be discussing today. The, the proponents of pride, proponents of arrogance, spitting in the face of God and saying, you can live your life the way you want to, pretending like Christ is not king. Well, they have their reward. And I hope they enjoy it now because eventually some not great things are going to happen, unfortunately. And we should hope and pray that they turn from that. But we have to reassert what the Bible says about family. And so, Jake, mm -hmm. I'll kind of open up the floor to you. I know you wanted to introduce this discussion topic, kind of discussing the family unit, how it's important, the importance of it being the founding building block of society. Um, go ahead and, and take this away. How, how do you want to kick this off? <laughs> well, I did mention this topic uh, to Bruce, uh, not even before the pre-show. I mentioned this kind of at the end of us recording our Monday episode, um, but this was an idea that I had because while sitting in church, right, hearing a message in, and actually this message was really, really good from our pastor, but I wanted to hear a little bit because I don't, this is not the first Sunday in June, is it? No, no, not, no, this is, second. The, that was the second Sunday. But um, I wanted to hear a message to, in a sense, to combat the culture in this sense. That, um, in a sense, we, we act, uh, we, we do what we did to Christmas and take a pagan holiday and turn it into a Christian holiday. Mm. We take something yeah. that, that used to be not that was going against Christians and say, no, nah, we're going to turn that around and use that <laughs> for God. No, Christ will um, be Lord of that too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so I wanted to hear something like that. And maybe I, I was not at our church for the first Sunday of June. Um, first of all, because we were on vacation. But also, we weren't able to make it the last, last time because of complications with our family and people being sick and all that stuff. But I did want to hear something on that. I didn't exactly, not to say that the message that we heard wasn't good, but I did want to hear something on that. And so in a sense, this episode is kind of my way of getting out <laughs> um, what I what I was thinking should have been said. Uh, this is bad. <laughs> no, not bad. <laughs> uh, Addressing a topic a you uh, hoped was discussed. Yes, yeah. So now we can discuss um, it. Right, right. Um, but multiple ideas come to mind when I want to, wanted to speak about this topic. It's very interesting going the route of abortion and it being destroyed. And now this is our celebration. I think we could have gone a route of talking about abortion and the wrong things about abortion and the, the sanctity of life and how God uses lives to, to change the world. In a sense, because the the whole world is full of living living beings, is full of humans walking oh, wait, around what? every day, <laughs> and so how God uses everyone, even the rocks and the stones, sorry, even the rocks and the trees, to bring about His kingdom. Everybody yeah. is being pushed forward into 
creating God's kingdom, whether they are serving God or not. And that's the that's the amazing thing about it is that it's it's happening whether people want it to or not. But we could have gone that route. But I think the important thing about this and why and what we're doing and talking about the family government is also important because we're directly combating this LGBTQ movement that destroys marriage, right? It destroys the idea of marriage. And like uh, my pastor was saying a while ago, that we we do not consider LGBTQ marriages marriages at all. They are not. Right. Yeah. According no, to scripture, they are not a marriage. So that you mm-hmm. cannot call them a marriage. So what is being said is that you're creating a fake marriage, right? When yeah. you when with this this LGBTQ movement is creating fake marriages. And yep. so in a sense, we're combating that by saying by bringing them back to real marriage and by saying, no, this is what marriage is. And we, again, we could have talked about marriage as well. That could have been talked about in a sense. And, and I don't and know we if will be exactly in a, in a second. Is, yeah. Uh, and but what I kind of wanted to talk about was just the family government as a whole. Once yeah. marriage has happened, and, and marriage, I guess, in a sense, is is always a continuing thing. Uh, in a sense, I guess I am talking about the contract when I talk about marriage. But um, I want to talk about, I wanted to talk about the family unit. And I'm not going to go fully in depth in that because I know Bruce has multiple thoughts. And I will end what my rant quickly here. Um, but I do want to talk about the point of the family and why is it important today is because of this creation of life. And more than the fact of just having children, but that these children grow up to be something important. They grow up to be the next generation. They grow up to be the next soldiers to fight in God's war. The arrows. To fight in this, in this, yeah, to be the arrows, right, exactly. And that... I wanted to go the route of talking about homeschooling and that the, the greatest importance of the family is homeschooling is that yeah. we create these arrows and we build them strongly. We built them so they will not break when they go against the, the culture that when they yeah. come to the culture, they're not just going to shatter that they're actually going to stay strong and be able to combat the culture effectively and that's, to me, that's the greatest importance of the family. There are multiple other things the family does, right, throughout all of all of life. But I think that's a very important thing that has to be talked about. And in this, in a sense, is what I'm saying goes directly against the LGBTQ movement um, in the ways that I talked about before. But yeah, I'll leave it to yeah. Bruce. I did take half of the episode to talk about that, oh. but go ahead. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. You, you only took like six or seven minutes. So that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. And oh, okay. the, the thing with that is that families are the thing that the devil wants the most. The family mm-hmm. unit is the thing that the devil wants to destroy more than anything else. Because what a family should be is the demonstration of so many things. It's the demonstration of the unity of God, but with multiple parts. He's the Trinity. He's the triune God, but he's one. There are two people in a marriage, but they're one flesh. 
It mm-hmm. is the uh, literally when Christ describes his represent his relationship to the church, his called out people. We are the bride; he is the husband. Mm-hmm. It's it's the bride of Christ. Marriage and family is something the devil hates more than anything else. And a verse that I want to read, or a passage rather, a really big passage, (laughs) I won't read the whole thing, but you definitely should, um, because it's so worth reading about. Um, Psalm chapter 78 is probably one of my favorite psalms. Um, It's up there with Psalm 96 and and several others, Psalm 2, of course, Psalm 110, uh, verse 1, Psalm 119, 11, other passages. There are a lot of really good psalms, (laughs) but Psalm 78 is is tremendous. Um, And here's what's really cool. It starts out by saying, give ear, O my people, to my teaching. Incline your ears to the word of my mouth. And it goes on to talk about fathers and the next generation. Chapter, or I'm sorry, verse four says, we will not hide them, which is the the words of God, the, the wisdom of God. We will not hide them from their children, but tell to the coming generation the glorious deeds of the Lord and his might and the wonders that he has done. He established a testimony in Jacob and appointed a law in Israel, which he commanded our fathers to teach their children that the next generation might know them, the children Mm -hmm. yet unborn and arise and tell them to their children so that they should set their hope in God and not forget the works of God, but keep his commandments and that they should not be like their fathers, a stubborn and rebellious generation, a generation whose heart was not steadfast, whose spirit was not uh, faithful to God. And it goes on to talk about that generation and what they did and how God gave them a way out. He gave them his law. They rebelled against him. It, all these things, God gave judgment to them. He just, he, you know, brought them through drought, all of these different things. And then, and then it says, but he remembered them. Um, and I'm trying to find that exact verse. Uh, he turned their rivers to blood, sent among them the swarms of flies, which devoured them. Um, and, but part of it though, is that he says he remembered. Um, where is it? Man, I wish I could find it here. I should have highlighted this, but it, you'd think I'd know where this is. <laughs> he rejected the tent, but it says he remembered them and he atoned for them. And what eventually we get is this harmony again between God and his people. Verse 69, he built his sanctuary like the high heavens, like the earth, which he has founded forever. He chose David, his servant, and took him from the sheepfolds, from following the nursing eaves. He brought him to shepherd Jacob, his people, Israel, his inheritance. So he delivered his people from the judgment, gave them a way out. And then he gave them a leader whose heart was after himself to lead them. But all of that is a precursor to the very beginning of the chapter that says, teach your children, train your children. The next generation is vitally important. Fathers loving their children, passing the knowledge and commandments of God down to them. Um, the last passage that we see in the, in the Old Testament, before we get to the New Testament, the last promise given, the last chapter, the end of the very last chapter, it says, he will turn the hearts of the children to their parents and the hearts of the parents to the children. Mm. All through the Old Testament and the New Testament is this constant theme of the family unit, 
There's symbolism, there's ceremonies, there's passage after passage after passage about parents and their children, the relationship they should have. It's so important that it's literally one of the top 10 commandments, right? Mm -hmm. It's literally 10 commandments is a summary of the entire law and the importance of children and their parents made it into that top 10 list. And it's pretty high in the list if I, if I, you know, if I may say so, (laughs) and, and that's exactly why the devil wants to destroy it. That's why things like pride month exist to destroy the family unit. The devil can't stand it that God has created this incredible building block of society. He wants chaos. He wants destruction. And the best way to do that is to destroy the family. And we, we see this um, in Jean-Jacques Rousseau's social contract. Hmm. He literally in the social contract. For those that don't know, Jean-Jacques Rousseau wrote a book called The Social Contract. The social contract is basically communism as a whole, and it brings out multiple of those communistic themes. But in it, he says that the most powerfulest thing that that needs to be destroyed before communism can be instilled is the family. Mm. He says the destruction of the family is one of the most important things that needs to happen. Yep. We need yep. to break it apart. And that that's being done. It's being done today. And it was being done um, from not early America, but mid-America. After, yeah. after the Civil War and in that time period, when children were sent off to public schools, that was the start of the destruction of the family. Yeah. Government indoctrination camps began mm-hmm. it all. Yep. Yep. Um, so... Even so, not not only is it this spiritual, right, do we want to call this a spiritual thing that the devil wants to destroy it, but now we actually see it physically, the devil working in the physical world doing these things. Um, and I would say that's through Jean-Jacques Rousseau and multiple other people, but we see that physically now there is an attack on the family. There is a physical attack and wanting to destroy it. And, you know, we... Even even the BLM movement, if you look at a lot of the things that they were even saying, is that children shouldn't be in the control of the parents, shouldn't be in uh, the possession, in, I say possession of the parents, but they shouldn't, the parents shouldn't be the people um, over the children, should be the community. They literally say that the community <laughs> should have the children. Wow. And that the community trains the children. Yeah, which is literally the line that all the the communists, the socialists, Mm -hmm. the Democrats, that's what Mm -hmm. they push today. That's the line. They're they're not your children. They're our children. We should take responsibility for the the health of your children, for the education of your children, for caring for your children. Like, that's... It's that's their whole thing. Um, what was mm-hmm. that 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 uh, debate that was huge? We covered it uh, last year. Um, Virginia, who was the guy that got elected in Virginia? Young guy. Everyone thought he was. Yeah, 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 yeah. And literally, part of that debate, they were like, "Was it Youngkin?" Oh, yes, Glenn Youngkin. Yep. Yeah, there it is. Yep. And the other guy was he like, was he Terry? I don't even remember. Mm. Whatever. 
Who was he? I, I know Him? what you're saying now. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that. <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> but the, the, the other guy was like literally, I, I forget his exact quote, but it was something along the lines of your children aren't yours. Parents shouldn't get to tell teachers what to teach in their classrooms. That's the teacher's responsibility. Like, and it's like, that's why I lost. Do you yeah. hear yourself? Like, do you re- really? Yeah. So that they've lost that perspective entirely. So, right. But in, in their defense, I can't believe I'm about to say this. Parents don't care either. Like parents right. are like, I don't care. I gave you my kids anyways. So just, I don't care what you do with them. Yeah. I, I just don't want them in my house for the day. Just take my kids and go, please. And sure, there's Christian parents who have deceived themselves into thinking, no, 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 I'll just send my kids to the government school to be a light for Christ. Nope. There are a lot of That's names I wish I could me. use right now, but I want to be kind. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just say that is the absolute worst possible thing you could do to your children to send yeah. them into a wicked culture, completely, yeah. completely unarmed. You're sending a private into the worst battle imaginable with no backup, no armor, and no weapons. And you say, go get him, Jack. And it's one guy against a whole army that will blow him up in 3.5 seconds. And they won't just blow him up. They'll take him and use him for their own. That There you go. That's a better way to use it. Yep, exactly. Exactly. That, that's exactly what they want. They're like, oh, yeah. thank you. We were begging for you to send your kid here. Thank you yeah. so much because they have well, mastered the art of indoctrination. That is what they do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, they've neutralized themselves as well. The enemy. Mm. That's what I'm talking about. By having this LGBTQ, they can no longer have children, right? And uh, that in- also abortions at a very high rate. They've they've destroyed their repopulation. Mm-hmm. So how do they continue? They take ours, and we <laughs> willingly give up our children. Mm-hmm. Yep. We and if willingly. it's not there. If it's not in preschool, kindergarten, middle school, or high school, yeah. it's college. Yeah, we do that. We do that too. We give them and up there hopefully too. at at the point of college. First of all, um, understanding, make sure that the college that your children are going to isn't going to be a complete and total level college. But even so, hopefully at that point, you will have you will have trained your child enough. That they'll be able to separate right from wrong. Yeah. And well, if they don't get into the into the debate fully, right? Mm-hmm. If they don't, every single thing the professor says, if they don't counteract it fully, if they don't immediately in the middle of class have a debate with the professor, they'll at least know in their know that, oh, okay, go through it. And say, okay, th- what he said here was wrong and all that. But, at, and, and even so, right, I, I sh- in a sense, struggle with the fact of saying that that's okay. Because yeah. I'm like, even then, there's there's a chance. There's there's a bad thing there in, in, in allowing yeah. that. Um, yeah. But, go ahead, Bruce. Yeah. I okay. have something to say. <laughs> no, no worries. Uh, we, we have three minutes left. So I will just kind of end with this, which um, there, I'll just say there are always alternatives. Where there's a will, there's a way. God always provides a way out. It looks, mm-hmm. it looks like there isn't one, or it looks like 
there's, okay, maybe a way out, but it's really, really hard. Well, life is not always easy. (laughs) (laughs) And here's why it's so vital to be in a good church community that understands the importance of not sending your children to be indoctrinated, that understands that their children are the next generation of warriors, that understands that their next gener- the next generation are arrows and that they should be um, protected and guided and cared for as if they were, you know, actually baptized and we treated them that way. <laughs> so there, mm. are, there are always other ways of doing things. Okay, so uh, before we wrap up, you know, just to reiterate, we talked about a lot of stuff today. We really honed in on education because that's what a lot of Psalm 78 is talking about. But really, we, the point we want to get across is the celebration of Life Month. They, on their wicked side, will celebrate pride, haughtiness, boastfulness. Um, but the really fascinating and ironic part of that is uh, what they're celebrating always goes before something else. And I'll let you fill in that old proverb. <laughs> So when they fall, we need to be ready to pick up the pieces. And what this is, is infinitely better. Celebrating life, celebrating the family, celebrating the one thing, the one constant that God has created that has lasted 6,000 years of human history since he created us, the family. Celebrating that, returning to that and saying, nope, Sorry, we're not going to celebrate the thing that's going to bring you down. We're not going to celebrate your despicable abominations. We are going to celebrate God and his word and the miracle that he did last year to save millions of babies. Anything you want to add? Quick 30 seconds before we end it. Nope. Cool. All right. Well, (laughs) thank you, Jake, for yet another awesome discussion topic. I really enjoyed this chat. Hopefully you in the audience did as well. If you did, send us an email, trdshow at protonmail.com. We'd really love to hear your thoughts on what we just discussed. If you'd add to it, change it, modify it, or if you just really enjoyed it. We love getting those emails all the time as well. Uh, Check out our show website, which is trdshow.net. You can go to trdshow.net slash episodes to watch all of our episodes for free. Again, thank you so, so much for watching or listening to us today. And uh, have a great rest of your weekend. Have a wonderful Lord's Day. And we will see you on Monday when we come back to talk about current events from a biblical perspective. Until then, remember everyone, in all that you do, do it as unto the Lord. 